Hello and welcome. This is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life, the podcast that inspires you to take control of your mind and your mindset to go forward and build the life that you want to live. I'll never tell you how to act, how to think, what to eat, what to believe, but I'll share with you tips, tricks, behaviors, processes that have helped me improve my life over the years. And that, I would say, is proving a little more difficult than I had thought. A lot of the time, it's easy for me to fall into the rhetorical pattern of saying, you should do this, you should do that. But just know that I'll probably continue doing that, but I'm not expecting you guys to do exactly what it is that I've done. I simply want to share with you information that I think is useful. If anything, you could think of it as me lecturing my younger self, or let's say, if I could go back and tell my younger self some of these things and say, you should be doing this. So again, I'm really trying not to be uh, one of the gurus or influencers that you see online uh, telling you that you are nothing without their method. I think you are everything that you need to be already. And I'm sharing with you some things that will hopefully uh, inspire you to look deeper or take on uh, a new practice in your life or, or a new way of thinking, if such a thing were possible. So if you're listening, I am very grateful. Just know it comes from a place of uh, comes from a place that is deeply personal. And I'm hoping simply to share with you some things that may help you if you've come to this show looking for a better life. So that brings us to today. Uh, I, I did a, a short sort of three-part episode earlier about three ways that I think you can live a better life today. You can check that out. There is a video for it even on, on the YouTube channel, Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life, or the audio version is available, of course, probably right above this episode. In that episode, I talked about three ways to improve your life today. They were journaling, uh, breathing, mindful breathing, and uh, listening to your inner voice. I want to dig in a little deeper today on this idea of journaling. I think a lot of people are curious about journaling. I've been, I guess, an evangelist of journaling. I'm a big proponent of it. Uh, If anybody ever asks me what they could do to improve their life, not that that happens all the time, but if you were to, the journaling would actually be probably the first thing I'd point to. Like I would say, get control of your breathing. And that is something that I am working on myself. But if there's if there was like an activity that you wanted to take on, I would say journaling. Now, why why journaling? Because journaling does a lot for us, does a lot for me, I should say. It actually increased my energy. It helped me to reduce my anxiety, and it actually allowed me to create free time. So now those are those are three things that if you're looking around in your life and you're you're looking for some improvements, I think more energy less anxiety and more time to do the things that you want to do and need to do are all good things. And journaling, I genuinely believe, can do that for you. It can lead you down the road of increasing your energy, reducing your anxiety and creating free time. How? Well, okay. Let's start very simply. Jour is the French word for day. Okay? Journaling has to occur at least like on average every day. Now I'm not asking you to sit down and write a thousand words every day. You will, if you keep it up, get to the point where you can do that and it'll be great and you'll be addicted to it. You'll crave, you'll crave the output from your soul. But let's start there. Daily, make it a routine, make it a habit. For me personally, I make the sacrifice of going to bed pretty early, 
these days to get up early uh, to make time for my morning routine. And I will speak more on my morning routine in a, in a future episode, but journaling, of course, is a huge part of that morning routine. And I would say, you know, I've heard from people that say, well, I don't need the morning routine. I just, I just get up and go, and that's great. I would say that if you're looking to improve the quality of your life, a morning routine um, is, is very, very useful. It kind of it is, uh, it gets you in the game, as uh, one of my guests said to me yesterday, in fact. It gets you in the game. You're now in control of your life because you're not just getting up and scrambling out the front door. You're getting up and you're easing into the day. You're taking control of what you can control immediately. But we'll speak more on a morning routine uh, in a future episode. But suffice it to say, the number one consideration with journaling is that it has to be routine, it has to be habitual, and it should be, I would say, on average, every day. I say this because when it comes to the problem of anxiety, anxiety loves to win. Anxiety loves to tell you what to do or what not to do and then have you do it. And that, in fact, strengthens it. Now, anxiety, as I've come to understand it, and again, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not too interested in what psychologists really would have to say about anxiety. But my personal experience with anxiety is that it's it's a useful thing. That's right. It's a voice that occurs, not a real voice, like I have voices in my head, although maybe I do. It's a voice. It's a desire. It's a drive. It's a perception that's making itself known inside you that, hey, there's problems, man. You got to keep your head up. You got to look around. You should be anxious because something could eat you. It's like, well, these days, these days, the danger is less and less in the comfort of the modern world. And yet we're working with a brain, a computer, let's say in our mind that loves to look for problems and keep us safe. So it will tell you to stay in bed. It's easier to stay in bed. It's much more comfortable in bed. You don't have to be at work till 9. You could get out of bed at 7.30 and run down the road to work for 9.05. What I would say is that because anxiety loves to win, because it loves to tell you to stay in the routine that you're in, and if you let it win, it grows. The best way to start combating your anxiety is to defeat it in small ways. Defeat it in small ways. And one way to do that is routine. Because once you fall into a routine, into a, a productive habit, there's plenty of bad habits, I would say, that um, fuel the anxiety. Um, stimulant use like coffee and nicotine. And believe me, I'm uh, no stranger to both. And I, I, um, I can't sit here and tell you not to drink coffee or not to use nicotine or, you know, any number of other substances that lead to anxiety. But when it comes to defeating anxiety, do it in small ways and use routine because then it's not negotiable anymore. It's like I am someone who gets up half an hour earlier than I used to and I sit down with my journal and I write 200 words. Because then when anxiety says, oh, just stay in bed. Oh, the journaling is useless. Why, 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 why do you want to do that? Why do you want to write? What are you now, a writer? No, no, you're not a writer. Except that anxiety is in some way trying to keep you safe. And it also loves when it keeps you in its routine, in its routine and in its rhythm. Getting up, and it might not be the morning. You may make time for it at lunch. You may make time for it in the evening. Know, just know that when the clock hits whatever hour, you're the guy or you're the gal or you're the person who's sitting down to write in their journal. 
Now, you will find gradually, and especially if you go to build a routine around journaling, that your anxiety, at least around that part of the day, will ebb away. And that may influence you or inspire you to start routinizing, um, as I like to say, routinize and scrutinize. It may inspire you to routinize other parts of your day, to routinize other parts of your day as a way to keep the anxiety at bay. So definitely take that to heart. If you're someone that struggles with anxiety, and I'm pretty sure that everyone's anxiety probably has a different flavor, as do many other parts of our lives have a unique flavor from anyone else, and I can't understand what it's like to be in your anxious body. But in my anxious, in my anxious ways, it's quite often a voice telling me what I haven't done or often what I don't know about what's coming up. Well, at least you can bring some clarity or some soothing to your anxiety. Don't get mad at it, but simply say, well, I don't know what's going to happen today, but I do know that for the next half an hour, I'll be writing in my journal. Now, one other note on anxiety here. Uh, I've found myself personally, and I've heard it said, that anxiety can be reduced very simply, very easily by doing simple manual work, like simple work with your hands. Um, quite often, something like doing the dishes um, can help. Uh, rake the lawn. Uh, you know, these very menial, almost mindless tasks that we're forced to do every day with our hands um, really can keep anxiety at bay. And I'm not necessarily sure why, but I would also say that that reveals to us that anxiety really can be um, managed with action. A lot of the time, anxiety keeps us in a state of stasis, you know, not moving. And so moving or taking action in one way or another is a great way to manage that anxiety. So that's where journaling comes in again, because it's, it's in a certain, it is manual labor, literally, you're writing with your hands. Now, some people may like to journal on their phones or on their laptop, and I, I wouldn't tell you not to do that. There are reasons that I would tell you not to do that, but I'm not going to tell you not to do that. But I would say, get yourself a nice notebook. You know, it could be, you, you're going to want to get a whole bunch of cheap notebooks because you're going to fill them all up. Find a pen that you like and just start writing. And what you'll find, I would say, what I found is that it became predictable. It became habitual. I began to crave it and the anxiety or at least around that part of my day, I knew what I was doing this morning, began to ebb away. So, if we can use journaling to manage anxiety, we can also use journaling to improve our energy. Now, a lot of people, or let's not go down that road, I have often found in my life that I was having major swings of energy, major swings of um, feeling fatigued, feeling... Um, like low willpower, like I knew what I had to do, but I was, it was very easy for me to just sort of procrastinate it or slough it off because I felt I didn't have that drive within me to do it. What I would say is that through journaling, you sit down, you make a routine, breathe, tell yourself, I'm going to write my story now. And again, get to love that routine. I don't know what it looks like for you. I tell you what it looks like for me is I get up in the morning, do a few other things that need to be done. When, when it comes to the journaling, I've made some coffee. I'm switching to decaf. 
I light a candle. I turn on the red lights. I turn on a small little tungsten lamp. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a happy place now, a warm, comfortable, quiet place. You breathe and you say, it's time to write my story. Now, this may not be easy. This may sound ridiculous to you. You may be someone who's not into this kind of thing. There's a million reasons not to journal. Sure, there's a million reasons not to do anything. But again, if you're looking for some guidance on how you might live a better life, get into the routine of journaling. And then once it's time to journal, focus. Because where you focus is where your energy goes. So now, because you've chosen to focus on something, you are now mastering your energy. Nothing is taking your energy from you. And this, I have found, is where energy begins to grow. Now, when it comes to actually writing, you may be thinking, well, what do I write? And again, I said this in the first episode, and I guess I really can't tell you what to write. I would say if you don't write often or you were, you know, not a good writer in school, quote unquote, somebody told you you weren't, or you don't understand what to write, I would simply say just write what is going on in your life right now. Now, I'm, I'm in the mode where I, I sit down and I write everything that happened to me yesterday because I get up in the morning and I recap the day before. That would be my recommendation. Now, you may even want to start from a freer place than that to get your writing um, up to speed. In that case, simply sit down and do what's called the morning pages technique, where you just write whatever is on your mind. It may make no sense. It may not come easy. But just get yourself in the habit of writing something, some thought that you have. Did somebody cut you off in traffic yesterday? Did you spend a little too much time, uh, you know, on the video games yesterday? Are you maybe trying to build a relationship with a guy or gal in your life who doesn't seem to be giving you the attention that you'd like? Surely you know, and especially if you have anxiety, this is a good chance to let the anxiety speak, in fact. Tell them, you're not going to worry me about your bullshit today, but in fact, I'm going to let you speak. I'm not going to let you negatively bring me down, but here's a chance for you to speak. What is it that's keeping you down? Quite often, we gravitate to the problems in our lives when we think. And that may not always be productive, but if you're struggling to start writing, and if you also, on the other hand, are looking to improve your life, how you feel about yourself, the relationships you have, go towards the problems in your life and write about them. The other thing about this is that writing is a physical extension of thinking, right? Like once you get into the flow, it's it's quite rewarding and quite incredible actually to watch your thoughts come to life, to make themselves visible on the page through your own hand. Writing is a very deep form of thinking. And your energy will increase as you focus on this. And you're connecting in some ways, I believe, you're connecting the mental side of your existence with the with the purely physical you're inscribing your thoughts into the world. Similarly to how I'm right now speaking my thoughts into the world, you too can take control of your thoughts and bring them to life. Write them out onto the page before you. Now that's a pretty good way to scrutinize those thoughts and to see if those thoughts really make sense or where they should be further explored. 
Now, I would say too that once you've journaled long enough, once you've journaled long enough, you'll be able to go back and read your journal. And I'm going to talk about this in a, in a future episode, but you stand to gain a lot more energy. You stand to improve your life greatly once you've read your own story for a few months. And we'll talk about that very soon. So finally, journaling creates free time. Again, that does happen on the back end because, like I say, you can go back and read a month of your life and see where you've wasted all that time, right? Are you, are you looking at porn on the work toilet again? Are you on your phone in bed? Are you taking like half an hour long showers for no real reason? Are you building a relationship with someone who doesn't seem to be putting in the work? Are you wasting your time communicating with them? Are you spending hours on video games, TV, Netflix, social media? See, a good example of wasted time is looking around your life and seeing things that are undone, things that you wish were different, while also feeling like you have no time to do it and that you're exhausted in the process. So again, journaling allows you to probe your inner mind. And I think that this is something that we may be resistant to. I seem to have always been um, gravitating to it, but perhaps not everybody is. And if you feel like you can improve the quality of your life, your thoughts, your relationships, the way you feel, the way you look, the results you get, the money that you earn, you do need to look inside. And that's the mantra of this show is to take control of yourself. Direct that inner vision. Direct your vision inward. Look inside. And now you may not want to, and that's a pretty good indication that you should. And journaling is a great way to start that. So again, journaling creates free time by forcing you to make time for something that is not yet habitual. And then you're forced to now reckon with, well, what have I done? And again, this this really only works. The free time, free time is really only created when you choose to write about what you're doing. Now, if you're just free-forming it, spitballing it, writing about your life, I think that's great. Writing about your thoughts, I think that's great. If you want to create free time in your life, if you want to improve your time management, I would suggest that you then would have to journal about what you're doing and then go back and read it. And quite honestly, you may sit down to write for the first time ever about what you did yesterday and immediately you'll see, oh, well, I laid in bed for that extra half hour. You know, and then I kind of belabored it in the shower. I took my time. Then I got out the door and I got to work and I kind of just dragged my ass around for the first part of the day. Or I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't go to work. Maybe you get to work from home. Maybe you don't work. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe not. Either way, if you're interested in creating more free time or maybe let's say efficiently managing your time, use journaling and, you know, don't worry about results immediately. But what you need to do is get the data onto the page, get the information out, be as brutally honest with yourself as you can. What did I do today? What did I spend hours on and what did I spend no time on? And surely after reading back even a week of your life, I believe that you be it would be very revelatory. It would almost be shocking to you what it is you're doing. That's how it was for me anyway. 
again, I'm, I'm talking to myself here in theory, hoping that it might help somebody who's looking to improve their life. So that's it. It's very simple. There's a lot more for me to say about journaling. I will do that. To recap, I would say that it has to be a habit. It has to be daily as often as you can. And at that point, you can bring your anxiety front and center and say, hey, here's your chance to talk. Because the anxiety might tell you not to do it, but you'll simply say, well, I am doing it because I this is what I do. I am someone who gets up half an hour early or stays up half an hour late or cuts half an hour off their lunch break to write in my journal. And Mr. Anxiety or Mrs. Anxiety, now's your chance to tell me what the problem is and then you let it rip. Through this, you will improve your energy immediately because you'll turn on the mechanism in your brain that increases your focus to channel your mental landscape in to your physical hands and out onto the page. That man, that's incredible. And, and it excites me to think that there's folks out there who maybe aren't doing it, who would like to start and get to, for the first time, um, feel the power of bringing their thoughts into the light through writing, actual pen on paper writing. Once you learn what it feels like to focus, I'm sure you could apply that mechanism of focus to other parts of your life. And that's where the energy increases. You're channeling your energy into a fine single beam. And once you've done that, surely you could do that elsewhere into your taxes, into your relationship with your son or daughter, into your relationship with your spouse, into a conversation with an old friend or with your parents. Journaling, no doubt, teaches us how to focus. And when we focus, we improve the quality of the results we get. And finally, once you get into the habit of writing in your journal about what you're doing day to day, it then becomes very easy because you have now pages and pages of data about yourself and where you're spending your time. And again, if you're looking around your life, and we all do it, I do it, and we say, man, there's things that I, I have to do and they're not done, and yet I have no time seemingly to do them. And I'm exhausted. My energy is spent, and I haven't done what I had to do. Well, what have I been doing? Well, now you don't have to question it. Now you can go back and read the last week of your life and say, ah, that's where I lost it. That's where I'm spending too much time. I'm going to leave it there. I hope you found this useful. Please let me know. How you can do that, I'm not totally sure yet. <laughs> there is an Instagram page for this podcast. We're in the middle of rebranding. Um, all those channels will be up and running sooner than later. But if you do want to get in touch, yeah, go to the Instagram, Self-Control Podcast. You'll recognize the logo. It's the pyramid and the man ascending to the star. And maybe I should talk a little bit about that and that image in a future episode, and I will. Um, please, Start journaling if you're looking to improve your life. We, we'll talk more about breathing and li listening to your inner voice going forward. But I mean, it couldn't be much cheaper than a, a pad of paper and a pen, bringing your thoughts to life, learning how to focus, analyzing your time, making a habit and telling anxiety, uh-uh, we're on my watch now. But I'll open the floor for you.
Thanks for listening. In the meantime, remember that better is possible.